Saints, welcome back to the doghouse and welcome to the podcast. We are back, but this time we are university. So thank you all so much to everyone who participated in our event last week. And we are just so excited to see what this new university status has to bring for all of our students, myself included. Um, This month, we will be talking about Women's History Month. Um, March is Women's History Month, and I'm going to start us off with a couple of fun facts. I want to start with my favorite fact. Women physicians add a tremendous amount of strength to the field of medicine. Recent studies show that women physicians may provide better clinical care and healthcare system savings in comparison with their male counterparts. And women may also generally be more collaborative in both research and education pursuits. So that leads me right into my perfect segue. We will be talking about women in healthcare, and I am joined with two guests today. I have Ashley and Alana on with me, and I'm going to have them introduce themselves and tell me what programs they are in today. And we will start with Alana. Hi, Saints. My name is Alana Zumla, and I am a third year in the Exercise Sports Studies program. Um, in June, I will be, well, in May, I'll, I will be graduating from ESS, and then I will be going into the Doctorate of Physical Therapy program. Hi, Saints. My name is Ashley Shankle. Um, I'm a third year in the psychology program, and once I graduate from DUville, I'll be planning to get my PhD in clinical psych. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction, ladies. And we are going to jump right into it. As a woman in healthcare and a woman in the healthcare, you know, education field, we face a lot of different things from our male counterparts. So we're just going to touch on a couple of those things today. My first question, either of you can pick this up first. Coming into these programs, we do a lot of shadowing. We do a lot of volunteering just to kind of get an idea of what we're getting ourselves into. And my first question, have you ever had a poor experience as a young woman trying to navigate this healthcare field? How did this make you feel? And what is something that you learned from it? Exercise sports studies is um, a male-dominated field. Um, That makes it hard for me because I feel like I'm the lone wolf in the pack that has to find their way through. And it's pretty terrifying when you're the one of the only women in your classes. And it can be a little intimidating to have big, brawny men um, <laughs> working alongside with you because it almost feels like they know what they're doing ahead of time. And they have, like, an, they're almost advanced, I guess. Well, and you and I were talking earlier about how People who are in ESS are generally athletes. They really kind of indulge in hobbies that include physical activity. And you were kind of saying a little bit about how that can kind of make you feel a little bit strange. But do you want to touch on like the athletic part about it a little bit? Also in the sports world, it's a very male dominated field. Let's say you're a physical therapist and you're working for a professional sports team like the Buffalo Bills. You're working with mainly men, the head coach, the assistant coaches, all of the athletes, and even some of the staff. And you would be by yourself. And there's so many things that women have to deal with, like microaggressions and uh, sexual harassment. And it's really terrifying to be one of the only women. And there's no other woman you can go to to say, hey, I just got sexually harassed. One of my bosses is being mean because you feel like you're in the position of 
I'm going to get fired because I just said that. Ashley, would you like to talk about an experience that you had? So uh, I currently work in a psychiatric hospital, and while social sciences as a whole is a female-dominated field, and I think that's a great thing, um, I think that working amongst females and working with patients with mental disorders, we can provide a lot of empathy. There are times where there needs to be a more dominating presence, whether that's a patient who kind of just needs to be a little bit more controlled, um, it's typical that they will actually call a male or a man downstairs um, to whatever unit needs a more dominating presence. Um, so it can be really tough because you want to be capable of controlling a situation on your own. And whether or not you've even tried to control it on your own, it seems that they immediately will call a man down um, to control it a little bit better which I think just all draws back to, you know, how women are perceived and how men are perceived, especially in a healthcare field and what that means for protecting everyone and thinking that um, the women that are on the floor and working with the patients daily can't really do that job. Well, that leads me to my next question. I'm going to build this question off of a quote that I got from McKinsey and Company. It says, our analysis shows Women in healthcare have made progress and continue to report high job satisfaction. However, women also encounter persistent obstacles to advancement, particularly for senior positions where they remain underrepresented. Why do you find it concerning that women are still underrepresented in senior healthcare positions? Let me start off this way. Women just got the right to vote 102 years ago, which in essence is not that long ago. We still deal with oppression and discrimination and even though it's a lot better now there's still the unconscious bias implicit biases like I said earlier sexual harassment microaggressions it's crazy because there's the stereotype that women should yes be in healthcare but remain nurses or be in the kitchen cooking waiting for your husband to get home and with a nice cut sandwich with <laughs> chips and a pickle. So it's it's really difficult to get through those biases and make yourself up to the top. It's, it's difficult, but a lot of women get past that. And for those of my listeners who do not know, I'm actually an occupational therapy student. So whereas my particular program is a female-dominated program at DUville, I also feel like women kind of experience those situations of like questioning if you are capable of performing what you went to school to perform. 100%. Um, and I feel like speaking how you were in a male-dominated field, I'm sure that kind of comes up from time to time. Doesn't matter how educated you are, how well you did on your tests, you know, people also, will always doubt you. 100%. I also think like in the chiropractic fields and physical therapy fields, if you are a physical therapist or a chiropractor that looks built, no one is going to ever question you on your capabilities yeah. of being able to crack someone's back or assist them in a workout. Well, you may look like me, not terribly muscular. And a lot of how tall are you for the listeners? Five, two. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm trying to tell someone how to do something, they're going to look at me and be like, you are crazy. You yeah. do not know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, just going off what Alana was saying. It's pretty common in the healthcare field that when you see a woman, you kind of want to think nurse. And when you see a man, you think doctor. And I don't know, I definitely think that um, there needs to be more 
females in healthcare senior positions just because there is a different perspective women can bring to the table um, and it can really be a game changer in terms of the number one goal of being in healthcare and that's to help other people and take care of your patients and um, without women in those senior positions I just kind of feel like we're missing half the perspective that's really needed. Yeah I completely agree. In senior positions would be advocates for other women trying to get in those senior positions exactly representation matters and we've seen this over and over and over through disney princesses and (laughs) women going into space you know it makes a difference on how we view ourselves as professionals as well well to flip it away from the bad times we've had in healthcare (laughs) as women have you guys ever had a female mentor and if so how has that helped you kind of get a different outlook on education and the system as a whole I would definitely say my mentor throughout life would be my mother. Um, She uh, started off with basically nothing, went into the Navy, came out, no college, started her own business, sold it. Now she's living lavishly in Florida. (laughs) So I think she's really the definition to me uh, to you can do anything you want and you don't have to listen to what anyone else says and especially her, what she did was mainly male-dominated. So knowing that she could do it, that I could do it too. Uh, Yeah, I'd have to agree with Alana, definitely. My mom's one of my bigger role models in life. In the healthcare field, what I found when studying psychology, my first professor to ever teach a psych class to me was Dr. Patty Abbott. Oh, I love Dr. Abbott. She is now the dean of SASE, but she really sparked my love for psychology and wanting to pursue a PhD because she just showed so much passion when teaching about mental health or it could literally just be general psychology. She always brought so much passion. I feel like that's so needed in the healthcare field to be passionate about what you do and really love what you do. And she was always just someone I could talk to. And every time I walked away from a conversation, I felt better about myself and was always given that like confidence I needed to do well in my field and kind of just hold on to hope that I'm going to do really well with my career. Professors like Dr. Abbott, for example, really make a difference. And I love this question just because I feel like there are a lot of very strong female professors and female faculty members at DUville. My last question for you ladies, what is the most important lesson you have learned in your time at DUville? You can take a second to think about it. It's really hard. (laughs) For my time at DUville, um, honestly, just coming from what Dr. Abbott's really taught me and every professor here is just to be super passionate about what you're doing because if you're not going to put all that passion into it, there's no reason in doing it. Um, I've really like fallen in love with my field and I know I wouldn't be a better asset if I weren't as passionate as I am. Um, And that goes for all my peers that I see that really love what they do, whether it's in nursing, ESS, OT, um, is really just giving it your all and going into something where you want to make a difference. And it's not so much just about a paycheck or status or looking successful, but more about helping other people. And at the end of the day, when I go home from work and I know that I helped someone today, that's kind of what made me happiest. So yeah. My time at Duville is usually just learn to be super passionate about what you do because if not, there's no point in spending all your time doing it. Yeah. For me, I'd say uh, be true to yourself 100%. Um, being at college for the past three years 
has really shown me that so much happens in such a short period of time. And when I first got here, I was kind of playing it cool and like seeing how like other people react when in essence, I should be the one that determines how I react to things and like how I do things and like, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? It should be based off what I want because it's it's really hard to not see other people and be like, oh, I want to do that. I have kind of found myself, I guess, but it's always you got to it is an ongoing journey. So stay true to yourself and be passionate about what you do. I think those are two very great lessons. Well, Ashley, Alana, thank you so much for your wonderful insight today. I'm really glad I could have you both on today. It was great. You guys are great. So thank you so much. Thank you. You're great, too. (laughs) Thank you so much, Saints, for tuning into the podcast. Follow the Instagram as per usual. Keep an eye out for elections, which will be going live at the end of March. And... I look forward to seeing you guys next month at the doghouse. Have a great one.